and welcome to episode 12 of Back to the Footy, season 2. I'm here with my co-host, The Fonz. Thanks, Anton. Uh, and it was, I thought, one of the best rounds of football when I was least expecting it this weekend because not from the teams that were higher up the ladder, I didn't think a great deal about them in hindsight, but the teams lower down the ladder gave me a great deal of pleasure this weekend. Mm. Well, it was one of the greatest rounds of football that I have never seen because, <laughs> because I was flat out all weekend. You live the life of the musician. Well, look, I was, it, was, it was an amateur musician on the weekend. I was singing Sea Shanties Friday night when the second worst game of the year was on. Mm. Uh, Good choice. Saturday night, um, Saturday night, the Folk Club doing the sound mm. there. Happy to report no, no feedback. Yeah, no, no uh, feedback on feedback. I mean, no feedback at all. <laughs> no news is good news for the sound guy, very much like the umpire. Uh, and then uh, school musical rehearsal all day yesterday, so I missed two of the greatest games mm. by all accounts. What not the greatest, year. but gee, they were entertaining. They were just really football as entertainment. We sometimes lose a little bit of track of that, I reckon, when we're just sort of looking for the you know the slug fest and the you know everything we yeah. These teams down the lower end, GWS, North, yeah. it's a provide, provided great entertainment. And talking of providing great entertainment, um, Anton, I'm of course referencing Anton Chekhov, of course, the famous uh, Russian playwright of mm-hmm. the 19th century, um, who, uh, who said, and I, again, I thought of you this weekend, as I do over the weekend, with St Kilda not playing, mm. and uh, Anton, Anton Chekhov said... People don't notice whether it's winter or summer when they're happy. Mm. Well, they're, yeah. they're, they're just, if you're, if you're happy, and you were this weekend without some Kilda to... It was a delightful weekend. Yeah. I had nothing to worry about. <laughs> no media blackout to coordinate. No, oh, yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. You know what he went on to say after that? Go on. Which I thought was pretty apt for sometimes teams we barrack for. Any idiot can face a crisis. It's the day-to-day living that wears you out. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, gee, that's yeah, that's a bit. That's the barracking it's a bit the opposite. Fear. That's a bit depressing, but oh, but uh, it stands to reason, right? Mm. It is tiring. Oh, it is tiring for a. I mean, how do people? I don't know, but even. Oh, it's just. Oh, hard, that was a it? deep sigh. Yeah, I'm just trying oh. to think. Is there any club? Is there any club whose supporters have had it easy, though? Like West Coast until now, maybe? I think West Coast until now have had it really pretty easy. They, Swans? Uh, no, they've had the hard times. Well, they had the, the hard 80s. times yeah. when they were South Melbourne, but they've had no real hard times since they were Sydney Swans. They've always been just very It was uh, the Dr. Jeffrey Edelston <laughs> era. Yeah. They have been just quietly propped up, though, a little bit. They have, yeah. yeah. So but I think most other teams have had their times of misery and things mm, like that. Probably, yeah. And I think it's good that West Coast just going through that now, just to. Yeah, you love it. Oh, you don't mind it at all. And yet they still get forty thousand to a game. We can't get forty thousand to a game when we're unbeaten for the year. No. Like it's amazing. Uh, oh dear, but, oh, I don't know. But uh, Fonzie, this is of course after the thirteenth century king. Castilian king Alfonso the Tenth. Oh, yeah. Or as I'm sure you would refer to yourself, Alfonso X, <laughs> <laughs> who, in order to recover from an illness, I've heard kids going at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alfonso, Alfonso the X Man. In order I to one of them at school refer to a pope as Pius X. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Pius, Pius X. Yeah. Pius X. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like quarter time at the footy, isn't it? Oh, no, no, I can't. Now, in order to recover from an illness, King Alfonso X uh, was prescribed copious servings of wine paired with small snacks. He survived and presumably, in brackets, this is USA Today uh, website, and presumably didn't develop cirrhosis, hilarious website, and enjoyed the wine and light bites so much that he ordered taverns to make the practice mandatory. So the tapas of tapas. southern Spain was born from old Fonzie, who, who uh, thought that it was a great idea to combine your copious amounts of wine with 
some chamon uh, serrano or a few other things like that. But also, the, it goes on to say, you know, maybe that is it, or maybe it's just that it gets hot in Spain and there's lots of flies. And so in the 30s, they used to put some, uh, a piece of ham or bread or cheese uh, over the top of a glass of sweet wine to keep the fruit flies from diving in. And of course, uh, you know, it goes back to uh, Franco as well, potentially during the... Uh, You're not painting it in a good light. Bars all in all it. of a sudden, it bars was, it, you were all right. Even with the papacy, you were going all right. But no. now you've brought up one of the yeah. 20th century's great fascist it, dictators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not going the right direction. Yeah. It's, uh, well, when the food scarcity and, uh, and hardships of the Spanish War, they had to survive mm. on smaller portions of food. So tapas... Of course, mm. and the way, the reason I bring it up is because um, in a long line of great tapas tapaseros <laughs> of uh, of Lower Sandy Bay, uh, oh, you've yeah. joined the fraternity. I tried my hand at the weekend, and I I think I did okay. I just struggled a, I, I, I struggled with pronunciation of anything <laughs> because every time I mention something, you correct my Spanish. And you know the way they say <laughs> oh, that like hurt arrogant. people hurt people and the bully goes on to bully and everything. You bullied me about my pronunciation of Spanish and then I went, I went straight round to uh, the lovely Anne. She says she's cooking the, to compliment the... Well, not to compliment. I was doing the complimenting of the tapas, uh, the chicken Marbella. And mm. I immediately jumped in with Marbella. <laughs> which is so... So rude, and, and that's fine between oh, you and me, but yeah. I took it out on somebody who oh. who didn't really... Uh, and then she said about the chorizo, and I knew oh. that you were just... I could hear you just going, chorizo. <laughs> oh, I man. think it's fine. I think you're allowed to take... Uh, you're allowed to take pronunciation as seriously as you like, as long as you don't refer to the capital of Catalonia as Barcelona. <laughs> It, it, no one's allowed to do that except for someone from the country. I, you know, I even when so. I was over there learning, I'd be talking my best accent that I could. But when referring to that city, I'd still go, you know, like uh, quiero ir a Barcelona, <laughs> just to protect, yeah, my dignity. Yeah, Barcelona. <laughs> Rachel yeah. and I got engaged in Barcelona. Oh right, yeah, a little bar oh, called. What a lovely city to be. Barcelona. It, it was. Uh, it was in a. A bar called uh, El Bosque, which is the jungle or oh. the forest, and it was a themed bar at the Wax Museum, and we didn't oh. and we didn't mean to get engaged. We were just there, and they had half price jugs of sangria, oh. so we had we had two. And at the end of the conversation, we were engaged. Oh, what a lovely story! That's not a, quite not quite a, up there with Adam awesome. Cooney's uh, burgering. Was it bur- was it Cooney or the yeah, burgering? Something like that. Yeah, or the chisel. Oh, that's a that's a lovely story. It's almost brought a tear to my eye. Oh, well, just ah. a bit of <laughs> bit, bit of romance for the podcast. Yeah, oh, I was about to give you this <laughs> chapter. We should we should rename it Fifty Shades of Footy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Sorry, mate. Um. No, no, no. I, I, I've, I've nothing to add. I, I'm just shed a tear. So you missed. We better talk about the round a little bit. I mean, I'd like to tell you more about um, Anton. I tell one thing about Anton Chekhov that really uh, makes me question myself because you always read how Chekhov was um, influenced by Tolstoy and Dostoevsky, and you think, mm. yeah, that's cool, and that he in turn influenced. Uh, you know, uh, Gorky and Nab. These, I don't think of. I don't think when I get written up in Wikipedia, if ever, I don't think I've actually influenced really anybody. Oh, uh, your name will appear. But I'm sure I've been influenced by a lot of people. Chekhov. Well, my mum took me very early on to a, to a play of the Cherry Orchard, and I I loved it. Oh, there you Absolutely go. Absolutely loved it. I'm a big fan of Chekhov. But uh, oh. yeah, this idea that you 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 go on to influence other people who are famous. Holy moly! It's it's spit out of my leg. Yeah, it's trouble. I mean, but you never know. You're a teacher. I'm sure oh. you've turned the light on for a few bright stars of the future. Oh, forty water, probably. Yeah, <laughs> Talking of forty waters, gee, the Melbourne Carlton. 
Now that word turgid is starting to get overused as slop fest was a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. But gee whiz, the turgid affair. Oh, it wasn't a good affair, and I don't know any milk. And I, I have to do the mea culpa here. You know, we're doing the mea culpas for leaving early. Mm. I should have not even gone because is that I, two in a row you've left yeah, early? Yeah, no, I just. I just got really, really, really negative and sulky again. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was such a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And my team won. I still walked away, and I can't keep doing that. Gee. um, Win's a win. Yeah, win's a win. You can only play play to the standard that you're playing against. And Carlton are a mess. I remember I was a terrible tennis player, but in the Finlay... Uh, tennis club championships every year, I'd go close to, to winning the thing. All right. Because I'd bring the opposition down to my level. <laughs> <laughs> and, and only the best teams would get, get over the top of me. I'd really get in the minds of some of the mediocre players who were still better than me just because, you know, a, a frame just dropping over <laughs> the net here or oh. just the old accidental lob that just lands on the line. But... I mean, I never won the whole thing, but, you know, that, that was the thing. You just... And barracking for St Kilda over the years, I've seen it happen. We bring great clubs down to mm. just slot fests, no, turgid right. affairs. And so don't, affairs. don't worry about it. Uh, what have you got this week? Well, the, the, um, the big one. Oh, the big one. It's, yeah. it's, this is going to be a game to watch. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in the fourth quarter, perhaps. Yeah. Um, do we, we don't really need to dwell probably on Port, Port Hawthorne or Collingwood West Coast other than to say that the two best teams just went on their merry way there yep. against two lower teams. Um, Western Bulldogs, Geelong, good game, but I think there's deficiencies at the Western Bulldogs that I don't... Well, they lost everyone the game. Kept talk, they've lost a couple now. They mm. lost in Darwin um, to up-and-coming Gold Coast, but then they... I don't want to use the word capitulated. I don't think they capitulated necessary but they just didn't oh I never really looked they don't quite look like it to me Western mm. Bulldogs yeah uh, the worm tells me that they did capitulate yeah they didn't kick a goal in the last quarter oh really no goals three behinds no well that was the big night of the tappets so I think by the time right. the last quarter rolled around I may have just started very early in the afternoon on the Aperol spritzes and by mm. about 11 o'clock that night it may have been time to have a, a long, hard look at myself. One thing I like about that game on the uh, AFL website is the commentary at the end. They didn't say Geelong were, were Geelong won or Geelong you know, were the dominant side on the night. They said Geelong takes home the chocolates. Oh. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> not enough of that on official oh, no, reporting. No, it's not. No. You yeah. mentioned when they got back on the team bus there, under, <laughs> under Marvel, back on the team bus, and there's... Just handing out a box of Cadbury's milk tray. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's an evocative Tom, Tommy Hawkins would love that too, wouldn't he? He, would, he, sure he wouldn't would. mind a box of milk tray. <laughs> and he'd and eat half tray. and he'd take another half home for the kids. He's a good man. He's a good man, yeah. Should we, uh, should we have a quarter time break? Fill up the glasses? Oh, can, we, can we just mention the last two games? Yeah. The, the GWS Richmond, which was decided... <laughs> I was at musical practice. Yeah, tell me oh, about it. It was, it was a great game, as was the Essendon North game. I had took such pleasure out of watching those two games. I thought... Pickett's goal, was it? Pickett's goal was... was um, excellent? Oh, it was. It was so <laughs> balanced at the end. And uh, it was just a lovely, dinky little left foot. Um, to, you know, just a bloke who knew what he was doing. Yeah, I okay. really liked it. And uh, North showed a heap. Um, 76, oh. 76 interchange. Is that what happened again? That they went down? They, they, weren't, they couldn't even get close probably to 50 on interchange because they had two of their oh, sort of yeah, better concussion. midfielders down yeah. very, very early. And they absolutely go a bit of crack against it. And not a bad Essendon team at all I mean, mm. um, in the eight. So, um, yeah, the last three games of North, um, Collingwood, they played it well. Yep. Sydney, they should have probably won it. Yep. And this one, they could have won it. One kick. Um, so North are heading in the right direction, I think, as are Hawthorne, who did it. It was a great comeback in the second half against Port. Yep. So I think it's... Um, I was very optimistic. After, apart from Melbourne and Carlton, who I think are, yeah. are awful. Um, what about Gold Coast Adelaide we haven't talked about? Oh, Gold Coast down and came back, won quite well. 
Showing a lot of flair. We'll, we'll talk, hear from our correspondents. We've got some correspondents. We have. And uh, just to finish off the quarter, we're just going to leave you with a thought. Okay. As a St Kilda supporter. Up to last weekend, anyway, every opening game of the round has been won by the outsider. Except the draw, obviously. Mm-hmm. So everyone. And the current odds are... And you're playing... Thursday oh, night. I know, Thursday, 7.10. Yeah, yeah. The Sydney, $1.75. Ooh, that's... St Kilda, well. 2.15. So I love Thursday well. nights. Yeah, so yeah, every <laughs> opening game so far has been won by the outsider. Well, we'll talk about that in, in the next quarter. Yeah, up until Melbourne thoughts. won accidentally last weekend. Yeah, right. I don't right, think right. you can count that because they were both trying to lose. Yeah, okay. All right, there well, you go. that's good. I yeah. feel good about the world now. again. Yeah, well, we'll take a break on that note. I might not even come back. I might just <laughs> leave it there and wait for the game. Uh, no, I'll be back. We'll see you. See you in a minute. And welcome to the second quarter of Back to the Footy Season Two. I'm here with El Rey Alfonso X. <laughs> Thank you, Anton. Um, now. Last week, you brought up the wonderful topic of the 1992 Lithuanian basketball team. Oh, yeah. Which gave me pause during the week to think, I wonder if there's ever been any Lithuanian, uh, ethnically um, Lithuanian players that have Mm -hmm. ever played AFL. So perhaps a mum or a dad or Mm -hmm. something like that. I found two. Just two. Are they well known? Well, absolutely. So... Players of Lithuanian extraction, mm-hmm. Aka, oh, Jason yeah. Akamanis. Okay. Yeah. Um, and secondly, um, man I, I greatly admire, and I think he's an excellent special comments person on ABC Radio, Adam Romanaskis. He's from Lithuania. Yeah, right. Well, well not from yeah. Lithuania, <laughs> directly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, isn't that nice? That is nice, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting... Um, country on the world stage like with i don't know i don't know why i just said that but you see lithuania quite a lot you like, do in places you wouldn't expect well the but all three of the, the baltic states get um they do yeah they get a a, mm. a big press they're not big places but um no no i um had the privilege of playing in a band with a fellow who's of lithuanian descent for a couple of several years great singer songwriter dominic francis is his name Right. And he sang a lot of songs that were either about or about Lithuania or about sort of the Lithuanian migrant experience. They weren't serious songs. They were very kind of... Um, he sang songs like The Aussie Male. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. The music, the sound of it was always quite upbeat and, you know, she'll be right, pretty laid back. Mm. Sometimes the words were pretty heavy. <laughs> like... Heavy. We'd open one song and he'd go, all right, well, let's sing a song about genocide. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just crazy. So, Lithuanians. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, there are many shades. <laughs> There's many shades. So, I did, I did read an interesting thing when I was researching this. You remember the great uh, Indigenous pair of uh, Jim and Phil Cracker? Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Um their great-grandfather was from Poland. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he moved to England, the great-grandfather, moved to England, and then somehow, we don't know how, managed to get himself in the first fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, uh, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and came to Australia. Mm. But... That, I mean, that's interesting in itself. But the origin of the surname, mm. he had a particularly Polish surname and things, but because of, of where he was from, can you tell where this is going? Cracker? His, his first name was Water? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was for something a bit more highbrow. Sorry. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> his grandfather was from? Krakow. Krakow. Yeah, yeah. from Krakow. That's how the... Yeah, that's so where the name comes from. That's Jimmy and Phil Cracker. It's from, yeah, the father, the great grandfather being from Krakow mm. in Poland. Isn't that interesting? It is, but oh. what nicknames would he have had? 
No, you just... Probably pyro would have been one. The firecracker. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to raise the tone here. <laughs> I look, no, that is There was only one Spanish yeah. player I could find too. Ooh. Which is which is a bit sad. Who was that? Yeah, Paul Lecuria. Oh, Very good player. Yeah. Very good player for Collingwood. But, um, um, oh yeah, Spanish. Spanish okay. mum. And Italian dad. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, so Spain uh, as uh, ethnic origin or whatever of football, AFL players, not highly represented, whereas um, obviously Greece and Italy. Yeah. Massively highly yeah, represented. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, so, that's interesting. Yeah. I... Um, I wonder whether, is there, you know how they've got uh, the European Cricket League? Have you seen footage from, oh, from that? Yes. I wonder, is there a similar yeah. website that, that beams in from the European AFL? Well, the EFL? Uh, my friend Steve Barrett, who oh, yeah. me, yeah, he coached, um, I think he coached German Berlin. Club, yeah. Yeah, Berlin AFL team in the German AFL League. Um, but it wasn't particularly highly contested, as in you just sort of get on the team bus and you'd roll up to, you know, in Dusseldorf or something, uh, mm-hmm. which is where he lives now. And, um, you know, there'd be a space. But they'd have to get the, you'd have to get the witches' hats out for the goals and, the uh, yeah, and things right. like okay. that. So it was, it may, it may nowadays be, um, you know, it may yeah. be a lot better. But uh, back then, yeah. back then, you know, they were clearing the, um, you know, clearing the oval of people having picnics and, mm, um, okay. you know, picking up... Um, Which know, they do in... Rubbish. And, in, Germ- in Germany a lot. They get in the parks. Oh, they the do. Families get out in a big... Now, Steve um, is a big Bulldog supporter, if memory oh, he serves. He is. He is. We watched that prelim together. Yeah. yeah. He had the dream run. He yeah. came around here three... Yeah, all three games yeah. that the Bulldogs won leading up to the grand final. Yeah, And right. then he got the tickets to the... To the grand final. And so he was he just had the here for a short time. Dream run. Was he just out? Yeah, for that well, time? yeah, a few, yeah. He was out for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, he lived. He absolutely lived the life. Mm. Yeah. Talking of clearing the ground, yeah. as in you know the necessity, perhaps before those scratch matches and things, to yeah. pick up, um, perhaps, um, you know what's left behind by the, the dog with the very poor poor owner who doesn't do the right thing mm. I was out in the backyard I thought this was going to be Anzac no. dog gate no no Anzac dog gate's gone quiet okay yeah no there's a new dog it's a little like um, I think you know when when a, a large family's just having a few problems here and there with people getting along and then a new baby arrives in the family oh, yeah, and everybody's yeah. a bit more, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's tone it down. Well, the Billy Preston uh, with the Beatles, you know, the yeah. organ player comes in and, and the Beatles are all of a sudden friends again and very yeah. civil. That's right. Yeah. yeah, no, so there's a new a new little corgi. Oh, uh, a corgi. Yeah, new, new little corgi down there, Queenie. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> And um, so I think. Would you call me? <laughs> I think I think things have gone a little bit quiet. I was out in the yeah. backyard though. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Um, collecting up leaves, mm-hmm. and uh, and putting them in bags and trying to clean up, you know, magnolias and all that sort of gear yeah. and everything. And um, anyway, uh, oh, I came across, or my foot came across, one of. Uh, you know the dogs uh, deposits in the that hadn't been you know Stanley. just well yeah it hadn't it it just had gone unnoticed I mm. think because of the leaves and um, I'm sort of halfway back in the back door and I mentioned it to uh, mentioned it to lovely and I said oh Stanley oh and I've stepped in it oh but she all she all she heard was that was a you know a big steaming pile there in the backyard. And she yells out from inside, was it you? <laughs> I knew it. I, 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 had enough my, I had my hands full with the picking up the leaves. I didn't have to. And I don't, I'll admit that, the, you know, I don't mind a bit of outdoor lemon tree work for the, uh, for the minor excretory processes. Yeah. But I was hardly likely in the, you know, somebody else's. Yeah, was it you? Anyway, on closer inspection, when I actually decided to listen a bit more closely, 
It was, was it new? <laughs> because she'd actually done a bit of a bit of an inspection that morning oh, and there was right. nothing there. But I've never been so shocked. <laughs> was it you? Was it you? Oh. I'm looking. I'm looking at it, thinking, oh, it's you know, it's a bit much. Oh. Yeah. So that was a bit of a low light in my afternoon. Yeah. Did you? Um, was it in? Was it in some shoes with the grooves? Like that's hard to get it out, or? Oh, in the, yeah, in the Blunstons. Oof. Yeah. Luckily, they're they're pretty well worn now. So. Mm. Yeah, I think you've got to have the outside toothbrush by the by the gully oh, trap. Yeah. yeah. Some would say that's a bit of an overkill, but... but I, <laughs> no, no, it's an old toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> no. You can never be too careful. The last dog, dog poop that I stepped in was uh, when I was walking between going to see Hamilton and going to see the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. Oh, right. Massive turd. Like, it covered my new shoes that I bought. Oh. It was huge. But what a great day apart from that. Hamilton <laughs> at the theatre. How did you go cleaning... Oh, I just, I swore a lot and then I just kind oh, of... Oh, that'll help, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I scraped it. I just did a bunch of oh, scraping. Oh, you didn't go I, the water, the watery sort of... I put it, there was, oh. it was right by the gutter and I just kind of scraped it off and into the gutter and then when I found some grass, I just went at it on the, on the lawn. Oh, right. I've, I've had to go into somebody's... I was on the way to the... I was on the way to have a beer in the, in the Napier one Sunday lunch with some people. I think that's a hat trick. Three episodes. And, uh, yeah, it's got another Napier. mansion. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, in the Gough Whitlam Gardens mm. opposite the Napier there. Yeah. And I had to go into somebody's, I was that embarrassed, I couldn't, I had to go into somebody's yard and ask if I could use their outside water. I was, mm. that was terrible. Mm. But as we say, you know, the residents of Fitzroy, they're very kind. That's kind, true. They're kind people. Yes, so, this is true. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was enough. I don't think, you know, Chappers might just about turn off. We're, he might. We don't want to talk no, too much about no, he doesn't like bodily us. functions. Bodily functions he does not like us no. talking about. So, um, look, that's that's about all my controversy, to be honest. The, I, uh, the, the, the misheard yeah. statement. Was it you? Oh, I couldn't believe it. I like it. Well, um, with that controversy, that minor controversy, but potentially... Mm. A drop in listenership after talking about <laughs> feces for the second time in two seasons. Uh, we're going to take a break and fill up our glasses and we'll be back with the third quarter in just a sec. And welcome back to the second half, the third quarter, back to the footy, season two, episode 12. There's a lot of stats there in the, in the intro. Oh, there is. A lot of facts and figures. Uh, I'm here with um, the man that you might refer to as Axe, A-X, <laughs> Alfonso X himself. Thank you, Anton. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking here of the MCG in my quiz, and I'd like you to tell me what these items of clothing have got to do with the MCG? All right. Tennis skirts, gumboots, swimming togs and boardies, ragged shirts, leggings. Would a, um, would a Freddie Mercury um, lookalike costume also belong in that list? It would belong in that list, but not for the reason you're thinking. Uh, I think. It's not got anything to do with the, the uh, what's it called? The MND? No, no, no. Items we can, we can add to that list also unclean clothing. Oh, you're going to have to tell me. They're all things that you're not allowed to wear into the MCC reserve. <laughs> but what amused me when I was reading this was how many... How many people are rocking up to the footy in the middle of winter in a tennis skirt? Mm. So clearly at some point they've had to make these rules. Someone's tried. Who rocked up in gumboots into the members? Uh, Who rocks up to the footy in gumboots at all? If you've just come from, if you've driven in from... (laughs) You've changed out of your gumboots, surely. No, if you've driven in from, like, um, out in the... Out, out to the north and you're on the farm and you just have to no, get in there to the game? No, I can't believe... And I can't believe somebody's turned up in a pair of Speedos. I uh, have trouble just remembering the, the collar. When Remember that time you, we, we went to the game at uh, the TCA members over here? Mm. 
we met in South Hobart and you said, oh, you have to go home and get a collared shirt. Right. It's half an hour late for the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah, well, that was uh, probably good for, good for you, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, okay. Um, but unclean clothing, <laughs> judging the level of cleanliness of mm. people's clothes on the gate and going, mate, it's, um, you know. Is there any evolution? I've had that on a couple of days, I suspect. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Got like a, a sniffer dog at the door. <laughs> dog or something. Unclean clothing. It's on the website. They won't let you in with unclean clothing. Do you? Is there been any evolution in the MCC rules in in the time you've been a member? Not with regards to the collared shirt. I I rocked up with a collared jumper many years ago mm. and was refused entry. It's got to be a collared Even shirt. though the jumper was very very similar to a shirt, and you get those things these days. The shacket. The combination, the shacket, the shirt jacket. Oh, I thought and, it was something, that, something the, that a young kid did in class today. When... <laughs> oh, I don't know where the shacket fits in this. Here's another interesting thing. What, where, are you allowed in in a shacket? Oh, I don't know. A shirt jacket? Well, yeah, shirt jacket, shacket. Okay. Oh. Birkenstocks and sandals, what would you think they'd be? Yes or no? Um, Quiz part two. Birkenstocks, are they the same answer? Uh, they'd be a they'd be a no, no they're a yes. Oh, so you're not allowed in, in clothing that you've you know worn the day before and perhaps cleaned the bird cage out with or something and got a bit of, you know what. But you are allowed in with Birkenstocks and sandals. I just I don't know what's going on. Can there. you be wearing? Well, that's probably for the cricket, right? You maybe it's a hot, hot day. Hot day. Are you allowed to wear socks with your sandals? Oh, gee, hope not. But I mean, every chance. Maybe, maybe you can. Know. It's not on the rules. Jim, Jim Stein's room. Mm-hmm. No hats. Unless it's national dress or religious. And, and that. What about a beanie for a bald man? Well, I don't, well, could you claim that was national dress to some extent? I think you could. Yeah, I think so. Frank Frank Smith bar. Hats. In fact, hats, caps or beanies. Wear what you like. Oh, really? Yeah. Jim Stein's room. No hats. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's a it's a whole and the, I looked. It's a very interesting diagram on the web page of a bloke saying this is this is good gear to wear in the dining room. Right. I expected to see somebody you know in a nice jacket or a, or a lounge suit. You or know, a shacket. A shacket. No, no, no jacket wouldn't travel no. well at all. Okay. No, no. But there's the picture of the bloke. He's in the double-breasted suit. Oh. <laughs> Well, wow. you know that owned the double-breasted suit. Yeah. Gee, I was, I was stunned about that. So, yeah, it answered, it, it asked more questions than it answered. Uh, in the dining room also, you're not allowed to wear yachting, uh, yachting weatherproof clothes. Well, I'm not sure how many people are rocking how up many yachts to the are just di- dining mooring room. At the at the yeah. <laughs> you're mooring there. You've got the full sou'wester. And, <laughs> and you're looking like, you know, Captain Pugwash on a bad day. And you're thinking, I think we'll just go and dine at the, in the dining room at the MCC members. Jeez. And you've just left all of the gear on, the galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Captain Pugwash style hat, you know, with the thing down the back. Yeah, to, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, so no, you're not allowed to wear the the, go- the yachting weatherproofs at all. Mm. Or the golf weatherproofs. What about snow gear? There's no mention of snow gear. <laughs> That's because it's yeah. permitted. Um, Comes not allowed to wear double coats. Most, I was indignant about this one. No cardigans. Jeez. Yeah, I like a cardi. Yeah. Yeah. No cardigans. I would have thought no, cardigans not allowed was... to wear the cardigan. In the dining room. Oh, the dining room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And... Uh, also, you you must wear a tie, but you're not allowed to wear a football guernsey with a tie. Oh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> just you don't want horizontal and horizontal against, and diagonal lines mixing. It's a crime against fashion, isn't it? Football guernsey with a tie. Someone's tried to do um, all these things. Well, somebody must have tried to do all these things. So, and the one I thought, oh gee, that's that's this is a troublesome one. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to in any way move into the culture wars because we avoid that at all costs. We do. Uh, but it says if you identify as a male, you must have a collared shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how many blokes have just gone. No, nah, no, nah, I don't. So it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do about that. Just for the day. Just for the day, or just going. No, nah, this is what I identify as. 
and uh, therefore I don't have to wear the cold shirt. Would have saved me an hour that day going to the hurricanes. <laughs> it would have. <laughs> so, so clearly people are trying it on, but yeah. I don't think they've got an answer for it. That just seems a very strange group of things to be. It uh, is, and it's obviously a list that's been built up over time. As oh, it's a massive list. Tested the precedents. Do mm. you think that the new members section at the new Hobart Stadium will just get a carbon copy of that and start from there or will we go from scratch? I think if they didn't allow people in with a North Face black puffer jacket, it's going to be a very sparse crowd. It'll be a sparse crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they've got to look at their clientele. Although with the roof, you know, the roof. Yeah. Oh, look, there's still people. Heat pump, heat pump in every corner. <laughs> there's still people just going to wear the North Face yeah, no, black I... puffer jacket. Yeah. I, um, I have mine on pretty much 24-7. <laughs> well, people seem to wear them around even on warm days. I don't really get that at all. I live on the mountain and I never know when I'm going to be warm again, so I just keep, I keep it on. Mm. Unless I start sweating and it starts <laughs> ponging. Because then I wouldn't be allowed in anyway. <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed into the members, no, because you would you'd theoretically have unclean clothing. Yeah. Um, just before, just a, a very funny story I heard on the weekend. Of a, I won't mention any names and things, but it, it was from a, a friend of the show who I was dining with Saturday night telling me about an employee of theirs who, um, let's just say, perhaps was carrying a bit more weight than they perhaps mm-hmm. uh, should have been. Yeah. And, uh, and I decided to do something about it, which is admirable. And um, okay. uh, I should do the same, I'd imagine. But anyway, go, go gone, easy on yourself. They've gone down the, uh, the pathway of the light and easy. L-I-T-E, which I hate. Yeah. Um, I hate all those things where the spellings... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you and my daughter as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, once, um, I once played in a, in a band with a drummer named Ryan Bunell. I haven't seen this bloke for 20 years or so, so I don't know. Unlikely that he's listening... To the mm. pod, but if you He's are never cropped up before as friend of the show. If you are gonna Rhino, friend of the show, <laughs> potential friend of the show. But in a uh, <laughs> in a little interview for a, like a local um, local magazine, one of those free, the Baldwin Chronicle or something like that. Mm. Um, it was Sarah Budgie coach special, really. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. Just looking around for that. Yeah, for the, mm. fire starters. Fire yeah, starters. that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, you know, Q and A with the local drummer. Oh. And one of them was um, something about your future. What, what do you want to do? Because he was a young fellow at the time, expecting him to say, I want to be a drummer. Mm. But he said, I want to I open a, uh, a barbershop in a shopping mall and call it Cheap Cuts, spelt C-H-E-E-P-C-U-T-Z. He specified the misspelling. That was his lifelong dream. That was his line. <laughs> what a great piss take that is. <laughs> Cheap cuts. <laughs> oh, I hope I he's see misspelled. I, I hope, yeah. I hope he's gone on to realise his dream. Do you know my favourite shop name from Melbourne when I lived there? It was on Bay Street in Port Melbourne. Right. And it was a it was a shoe shop named Shoes for Feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, Shoes for Feet. Shoes for Feet. Just in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not many people have questioned that. But, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Anyway, back to the back yeah. to the over the, the, the overweight employee employer employee. Employee. Um, yeah, it went down the light. L I T E. Yep. And easy. Oh dear me, a light and easy sort of thing, and was getting the light and easy meals in and things like that. Had been for quite a while, and then complained about the fact that they weren't losing any weight. And they said, said to this, this other person, the friend of the show, said that they've been eating all of the light and easy meals and nothing's happened. They haven't lost any weight at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't work. And on further questioning, it was found that this person had been eating the light and easy meals, but they'd been actually eating their normal meals as well. <laughs> <laughs> they, Eating thought it was the magic. Light, yeah, the light oh. and easy meals, that that somehow would turn their normal diet yeah. into a weight loss mechanism. Oh, jeez. Oh. Some people. 
it's that great. Mm. Oh. Hey, yeah. I've got a, I've got a couple um, of useless AFL stats from from our friends. All right. Because there's been a couple of good ones. There has. Gold Coast, or have you? Is this spoiling what you've got planned? No, not at all. Gold Coast at the moment, uh, they've gotten the fourth furthest into a season, whilst being perfectly balanced. You got oh, that one. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, nine yeah. and uh, what are they? Six and six. Six and six. Yep, and a, and exactly ninety nine ninety one points for and against. Do you know who got the furthest through a season? Perfectly balanced. No, I don't remember. Sydney made it all the way to round eighteen, as well as South oh. Melbourne. Well, that was also Sydney and South Melbourne. Oh. Sydney in ninety nine and South Melbourne in nineteen thirty. Round eighteen, nine and nine, and a hundred percent. How about that? Gosh, isn't that incredible? And uh, but there's a good one that's just popped up forty four minutes ago. I like this. Two Gregs have played games for the Eagles. Greg Clark and Greg Harding. They're a combined zero and twenty seven. Greg Greg Harding zero and nine. Clark zero and eighteen. They have no Gregs. No have Greg. ever won a game for the West Coast <laughs> Eagles. Isn't that cool? Gee, I reckon there'll be a few names in the current team that. Are- yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. So, right. well, we'll take a break. Well, that's interesting you bring up Gold Coast because um, Tom and Kai, our correspondents from the Gold West, Coast... That was have, West, um, West Coast, though. Have, well, but, well, I mentioned Coast, yeah. They've sent a, uh, a report of great volume into, uh, into us this week. So we'll have a look at that in the fourth quarter. We'll start with that one. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the final quarter, back to the footy, season two, episode 12. I'm here with Alfonso, his royal highness, the great man of the tapas, X. Oh, <laughs> look, it wasn't that great a tapas. I've got to, no, we sure can't overdo it, but um, uh, yeah, I, I did do some nice work with the uh, Jamon de Serrano, <laughs> which I'm hoping you'll... Come on. Come on. Come on. Serrano. <laughs> Yeah. You've got to do everything just with your with your nose open a little bit. All right. Come on. Like, they do everything here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got a very small nose. I think I'd struggle in Spain. I've, I've, I'm gifted in that yeah. respect. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, dear. Talking of things warmer places further north. Mm. The boys. Uh, oh, Kai and Tom. Oh, my goodness. Can you just remind me how you know Kai and Tom again? They, friends of the uh, pod. Friends of the pod. Friends of Harry Garand. Uh, Harry Garand's brother. Oh, Tom. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Kyle and his his friend. Great. Um, so their their uh, Hobart boys moved yep. up and uh, going to Griffith University on the Great. Gold Coast. Okay. So um, yes, um, I think I think Kyle should have a strong look at becoming the journalist. He's mm. very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, now the Suns. Um, uh, it, there's the, obviously success in the making here and um, Kylan says exceptional wins displayed some coaching masterstrokes with Joel Jeffrey reinvented as a halfback flanker mm. yeah. uh, terrific for the game um, and uh, Stewie Jew has silenced the critics and, um, and the demands for Damien Hardwick to be appointed and um, he goes on to say, if they can replicate this fast-paced, aggressive style for long periods, the Suns are an ugly matchup for many teams entering the back end of the season. I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I think that the Suns would like to get to a point in their life where they get beyond just being a difficult matchup for potential finalists. Mm. I reckon that they're beyond it. I think they should be. I think that's underselling them. I reckon that they're they're a chance. Mm. They keep on this run. Yeah. Well, Colin goes on to say, uh, Joel Jeffries' brilliance comes as no surprise after his recent form in the Pink Monkey. Oh yes. Which is now rumoured to be his second home. Jeffrey is not alone in his enjoyment of the Gold Coast nightlife. With young gun Elijah Hollands happy to put the dancing shoes on and chew the fat. Uh, Tom and Kylan think he's a lovely bloke. Um, so there you go. They've so they've spent obviously time with him. Yeah. Elijah will return to the side after uh, after um, 
or you know, very soon, in fact, and that's a little tip that's not widely known yeah. for the boys because they were chatting to him. Yeah, right. In the Pinkman. Okay. Uh, positive signs heading into the bye also with Tuka Miller returning to a running program this week. Oh. They've done their homework. These they guys. have, yeah. Um, and and Kylan goes on to say, is it too far-fetched to mention the F word at this stage? Perhaps not. A tough run home will surely test the Suns, though after knocking off the Bulldogs, confidence is high. They're showing real maturity and resilience. And um, they face the Blues and Hawks in their next two games following the bye. Yeah, and... I think they'd be favourites for both. And they play the Blues and North in the last two games of the year. Yeah, they have to go to Adelaide twice. They've got the Saints. It's an easy win up there. Uh... And they've got the Lions and the Pies, but they've got them at home, so... Yeah, and they've got the Giants. So, I, I don't know, this, this could be the year of the sun. It could be. This could Look, be I'm, a solar... I'm getting a big positive vibe coming out of this. Um, yeah, I asked Kyle why he supports the Suns, and he says it's because his dad always spoke about potentially moving to the Gold Coast. So he always had it in his head that that's where he'd end up. Mm. Yeah, there you go. And he also had given up on the fact that Tassie, you know, were ever going to get a team. So, uh, yeah, he became a Gold Coast supporter in the expectation that Dad had moved the family up there. But, in fact, the decision, Colin points out, was hugely unpopular, really, with his father, uh, who's remained an absolutely mad Carlton supporter. So I think Colin's back the right horse. That's, well... It's a, it's a long game, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a controversial thing in families because your son barracks for a different team to you. Uh, he does, but he has a soft spot for the days. The same as I have a soft spot for, for North. Mm. Because he barracks for them? Like what yeah, came first? Yeah, Where's just, the chicken and egg? I don't know. I like to see my son unhappy. And that's happened a lot, of course, with yeah. Um, yeah. North in recent years. But also he didn't like to see me un- unhappy when... He was young, and I would get very unhappy, and he'd get quite worried for me. So, um, is yeah. that is that, <laughs> he's a sensitive man? He's a sensitive man. There's yeah. a friend of the show. Mm. It's the young fella. Mm. Yeah. Is he? Um, so he barracked for North because of the link with Tassie. No, because the woman that ran the childcare institution. Um, uh, it dates back that far. Yeah, she was a mad North supporter and she sort of tried to get all these kids to barrack for, for North. She was a bit fanatical. And so, he... um, yeah, so James was brainwashed in the Bumblebee room. Hmm. Court case pending. We'll just yeah, court case pending. <laughs> the Bumblebee room. So oh, I didn't realise that it was such an early, early doors situation. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I had an uphill battle right from the, from the word go. Yeah. What about, um, what about number two? No, Dan's supporter. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. So so that's good. Um, And like all good Dan's supporters, uh, heading up to False Creek uh, to start work. (laughs) Early. This weekend. (laughs) (laughs) On Wednesday, in fact. Uh, Yes. Uh, So a bit of stereotypic work happening there. Yeah. uh, Oh, well, that's... uh, It wouldn't be a stereotype if a few people weren't doing it, I'd imagine. It's the old... That's the definition definition of of that. Yeah. Yeah. So unless people are doing it, well, it's a good idea. I prefer the. I prefer to say um, it's a cliche for a reason. Yes, you know, it's a good idea. Go to the snow and it's snowing. I mean, do yeah, it. yeah, she's she's rocking up there. I think on Friday with absolutely uh, zero snow. So, Does she still uh, enjoy when there is snow? A bit of the acrobatics on the slopes. Yes, she's very much looking forward to it. Nice. Uh, talking of looking forward to things, I haven't got this long. Thursday night. Sydney, St Kilda. I think that's... I, I've got a feeling that's going to be another Carlton-Melbourne one where there's so much on the line for both those teams that they just won't quite play with any flair or freedom or anything. I think they'll both, like Melbourne and Carlton, be so worried about losing that it's going to be not a great game. That's just my prediction. I'm trying to stay positive about this because it's not Friday. No. It's not Friday night. In fact, it's almost round 12 still. <laughs> like, if we lose, I can just pretend we've You're got... You're saying it's the eighth game in round if 12. We, if, we oh. lose, if we lose on Thursday night, I can convince myself that we've got the bye this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a great weekend. 
I, the last Thursday night game that I remember St Kilda playing in, I'm sure we've played in one since, the, since now, but the last one I remember clearly was the night that my daughter was born. Oh, right. And we played Carlton. And Eddie Betts kicked about eight goals and we got flogged. Oh. And I was so looking, I was looking forward to that as a bit of a, you know, it'd been a big day. Yeah, often is when you have a things had settled yeah. down, and it was at that point in the, at that point in the child childbirth process where there wasn't much you, the father could do, you know, like mm. but everyone was sleeping mm. or feeding. Yeah, it's a bit of hand holding. It's about really a hand holding and a little bit of yeah. hand squeezing in my case because oh. we got trounced. Oh, and so my family were calling, like my extended family were calling to say congratulations on the baby. <laughs> And I didn't sound very happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, were you at Calvary Hospital? No, no, this was in Melbourne. Oh, I was in Melbourne. Yeah, at the Mercy, oh, uh, the Mercy I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I found, found the whole process, which is strange for a person with a, with a, who's got a, a major in anatomy, I suppose, but um, I found the whole process really difficult and uh, mm. it was a bit too visceral for me. Um, but I still managed the corned beef sandwiches that were bought in <laughs> halfway through the process, <laughs> which apparently the smell of corned beef and pickle sandwiches, yeah, it didn't do a lot to really, you know. Okay. No, no, I wasn't. But unlike you... the unlike the corned beef sandwiches, I was not flavour of the month. Right. No, um, so, yeah, when you said, "Oh, can I have yours then?" <laughs> that didn't go down very well. No. <laughs> No, no. Um, okay. No, they took one look and thought, oh, well, I only need one one lot. But I, I just whipped through them and asked for a second lot because uh, <laughs> for some obscure reason, I was quite hungry. I think yeah. that's a, yeah, when, you, when, I, when I'm in crisis situations like that, I yeah. uh, I panic and eat. Mm. Well, yeah. Not the first. I'm sure you're not the last. No, exactly. Um Western, good games after. Western Bulldogs and Port. Well, that's at Marvel, and potentially, I, I don't know what you're going to get with the Western Bulldogs, but I think that's a danger going for Port because okay. Western Bulldogs uh, criticism has come. Criticism has come of their loose defence. Criticism has come, has come of their um, their much vaunted midfield not performing perhaps too Port's, well. Port's forward line could cut them to shreds. It could, yeah. Like yeah. that could be a bloodbath. Charlie Dixon back. Yeah, um, and they've got two big good forwards with him back, and um, yeah, it might be a bloodbath, but it also might be a sneaky win for Western Bulldogs oh, if it um, if something clicks. Hey, I've I've booked to go see uh, a game that I didn't expect that I'd go see in the year. This is advance warning for the listeners. <laughs> it's uh, in the second last round of the year, I think, or the third. If at the beginning of the year you told me I was going to go and see the Western Bulldogs versus West Coast Eagles at Marvel Stadium at one ten on a Sunday, oh. I would not have believed you. But my cousin's getting married the day before. St Kilda's playing Geelong that night, but during the wedding, so I can't go and see that. Gee, so the next day, it's a bit well, my cousins go. My cousins go for the um, go for the dogs. Oh, and um, it'll be a game where we'll be able to catch up. Yeah. We'll be able to get really deep and meaningful because we're not going to want to watch the game after about the first 10 minutes. Oh, that's an absolute shocker. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, Hawthorne... But it goes without saying I haven't bought tickets to the game yet. No, no, no you, just... you wouldn't have got organised. Um, Hawthorne, Hawthorne, Brisbane... Oh. Yeah. And Adelaide, West Coast in Adelaide. Oh, oh. But Freo, Richard... You don't think Hawthorne can give Brisbane a nudge in Melbourne? No. Okay, go on. Um... Oh, well, they'll give a good account of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Honourable loss. Honourable loss, I think. Freo, Richmond, I think Freo. Probably Richmond, I don't know. Oh, but look, they're having a series of... of they're um, up and down a bit, aren't they? Yeah, they're having a series of their, their back moments, but they're not really. They're just having a couple of nostalgic wins. Mm. They just yeah. beat GWS. St mm. Kilda beat GWS. And now, I think, I'm going to call this now, this is my game of the week. North Melbourne versus GWS. I think that'll be a really, really good fun game. I don't what 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 has either team particularly got to lose? What tactics are gonna are they gonna you know dream up to stop the opposite? They're not. They're just gonna play their game plan and uh, see how it goes. Mm. And I think it's a really if you want to watch a really nice game of football, I reckon that'd be a beauty. What what, what time's it on? 
I don't know. Because this round's spread over five days, isn't it? Yes, it is. Eight games over five mm. days. Carlton Essendon will be a traditional clash of something. Lots of people disappointed. Uh, lots of people <laughs> being disappointed. Yeah. Um, oh, do you think Carlton North... can come back and do something this weekend? I think they've got to for the sake oh, Northern, of their supporters. Northern Giants is down here. Oh, is it? It's at Blundstone on Sunday. Oh. And there's no musical rehearsal. It's a date. <laughs> I'd like to go. Match of the round the next day? Carlton Essendon. The next day. Oh, yeah, no, get back to Carlton Essendon. Oh, you want okay. Who, I don't want Carlton to lose another one particularly. I think their supporters. Friend of the show, Webby, mm. he's a mad Carlton supporter. Mm. Um, and he's, you know, he's suffered all last week and still suffering from the COVID. And he had to sit through... You know, in a straightened medical condition last Friday night, he sat through Carlton, Melbourne. Mm. Gee whiz, he needs a bit of relief. Um, well, as does a lot of uh, do a lot of people, friends of the show, the Harry go around, the Tom, mm. the AJ, all friends of the show, all, all blues. Let alone uh, football lover and lover Peter Rundle in um, <laughs> <Love her>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in Brisbane, all absolute. Carlton fanatics, and I don't like to see them suffer. To be honest, a lot of people do, but I don't. They're um, oh, they're emotionally invested, and I, I just think it's about time that team actually got off its backside and did something. Well, it's officially being built, billed as the AFL's next blockbuster contest. The MCG is planning for a bumper crowd of around seventy thousand people for Sunday night's first King's Birthday Eve clash. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's a first, like. It's, no, it's the traditional either. king's birthday <laughs> eve. On the eve of the month before the king's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. The last king's birthday would have been, what, 1950, game king, 1951 or something like that, I'd imagine. Yeah. Because I think the king, was it George VI, he died in February, I think, of that year. Okay. Um, yeah, so coronation was later, and that was the Edmund Hillary thing, wasn't it, Fifty. Two and things. So there hasn't been a King's Birthday game well, well since 1951 before he died in February. So was, um, Would there have been a King's Birthday game back then? Well, yeah, I think so. No. Would there? No way. All the games were I'm on not, Saturdays. I'm not saying a King's Birthday there, Eve game. There was no... But the King's Birthday public holiday would have always been a Monday. Now we've been going fifteen minutes. Are we gonna are we gonna be able to sort this out? Oh, I reckon no. the King's Birthday weekend game, but every game was on the Saturday at yeah. two ten. And there's no such thing as King's Birthday Eve, is there? Really, I don't it's think the so. same as Anzac Eve. Yeah, it's just Anzac Day. Yeah, the day before Anzac Day, it doesn't have a name. It's twenty fourth. It's twenty fourth. Yeah, but it's suddenly become a thing. I mean, and, unless it's a thing that you can, do we start wishing people a happy birthday Eve? <laughs> I don't think Perhaps we do. Sure. Perhaps we should. <laughs> oh, it's, it's your birthday Eve. Yeah. Um, and then on the Monday, uh, oh, gee. Look, Melbourne and Collingwood will be probably not a bad match. It'll be, it'll be a difficult watch for Melbourne supporters. And do you reckon? Collingwood will no doubt come through at the end and win. But um, I just, I saw last, my only highlight of last week's game uh, was they showed... I think three times during the game, a smiling Neil Danaher up in the stands watching the D's go around, and that made my, that made the night worthwhile. So I I hope I see him there on the day. It'll make it'll make uh, my day, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think the M and D support. It's a great cause, and uh, yeah, I I love to get behind it myself. Get a buy a beanie. Uh, tried today. Couldn't get one. Run out. Oh. No, it's just... Good just, sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. So, no, just the donation at this stage, I'll get myself the beanie. I like to wear the beanie at the snow. I'm oh, sure you do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I reckon we'll leave it leave it there yeah. um, and uh, support the cause. Support the cause. Have a lovely... Uh, have a lovely uh, King's Birthday Eve. Eve. And uh, what's <laughs> Go the... Go to the Saints this Thursday. Look, and if, On and King's if we birthday, lose, Eve but three. Eve but three. If we, if we lose, um, 
then we have the king's birthday round off. And that's yeah. and it's fine. It was round twelve all along. We were fooled. <laughs> it's all about perception. Yeah. All, all right. right. Okay, have a good week. Uh, back to the footy at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram apparently as well. Mm. Logged in lately? No. No. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Alfonso X.